Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. Later in our show, we're going to learn about, learn about earning a passive income from one of our sponsors, Liquidity Card Solutions. My guest this hour is Amy Westbrook. Uh, she is a certified life coach and professional wealth coach. Uh, she's an expert in neuroscience and has found all kinds of innovative ways to help people maximize their wealth and success. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Amy. Hey, Jordan. Happy to spend Monday with you. Just uh, give us a little bit of background on what you, ha- your background and how you've gotten to where you are. Sure. Well, I actually started out in a corporate career, and I was very successful in that career, but honestly, I wasn't very fulfilled. And at the end of the day, I decided to pursue what I love most, which is the coaching and the mentoring. And so I became a certified life coach, and I realized that a lot of people were blocking themselves from realizing their dreams because of the money. And I thought, gosh, I'm pretty good with money. And so I added that component to my coaching. And uh, not long after that, Capital One approached me to become one of their many coaches. So I've been doing money coaching, life coaching, and just living the dream. So let's talk about the current circumstance today. We've got the COVID situation. Lots of people have lost their jobs. There's a lot of fear and anxiety out there. People don't know what to expect in the future. Uh, What are some of the specific anxieties and problems that come up in this current environment that you've been dealing with? Well, I think if anything, it's just exasperated the uncertainty that they already had around their money. I find that, um, you know, most people don't have a plan around their wealth to build wealth, um, to create wealth, you know, for the future. And so this unfortunate circumstance that we're going through with COVID has only um, like I say, underscored the fear that they have around the future. So you say people have what you call financial blind spots. What is a financial yeah. blind spot and how do people discover and deal with their financial blind spots? Right. So the financial blind spots uh, are primarily focused around their programming, around money. It's what they were taught when they were younger and they accept those beliefs as truths. And, you know, we, unfortunately, we have experiences that also underscore those beliefs as well. And so we don't even realize that we're thinking what we're thinking. But at the end of the day, it's our thinking that gets us into trouble. I think, you know, we're taught that because we don't have a budget, that's where our money issues lie. I actually think it starts a lot sooner. And it starts with the, again, the thinking process around your wealth. So what is the process of people kind of uh, take synthesizing what they grew up with as a money way of thinking and then having an adult reaction to that? So, some kinds, for example, the baby boomers in general grew up during prosperity mm-hmm. and their parents grew up during uh, the depression and a very kind of depressed time. So some people would say the baby boomers reacted to the scrimping and the saving and the conservative nature of their parents by being more profligate and spending a lot. So how do people take what their growing up situation is and project that going forward? Well, the first step that I really start out with everyone is developing awareness. And that's just sitting down and looking at what are your current results? What are your current patterns? 
Where do you currently feel stress? Where do you feel anxiety around your money? And so when you start to look at your patterns, you you start to see over time where your thinking could be getting into uh, getting you into trouble in the same ways over and over and over again. And you know perhaps that's overspending. Um, you know a lot of people when they make money, they turn right around and they spend it. But that's because they have that underlying belief that you know money burns holes in their pocket. So when you start to look at those patterns, it really shines a light on how they think about their wealth. So let's go through the process a little bit. You have several courses. One of them is called the Smart Money Breakthrough Course. Mm-hmm. What is the process that people go through to understand their financial blind spots and get beyond them? Well, the overall process is, first off, is to develop awareness. You have to understand those patterns. You have to really own your current results. You have to get real with where you are financially. The second step of that is discovery. And that's where I take people through a series of exercises to more deeply discover what their ingrained thinking is. And those are the blind spots that it's a little hard to pick out on your own. The third step is transformation. And that's where I do some deeper work that literally reprograms that, you know, 20, 30, 40 year history, uh, that old software that they have around money. Step four is where I have people make a declaration around how they want to start being. And I want to, you know, make a distinction here because a lot of the advice out there is around doing, you know, you need to do a budget. And I believe that if you focus on how you be with your money, like you're committed, you're focused, um, the doing sort of takes care of itself. And so that's why that fourth step is so important in making that declaration. And then the fifth step is putting the plan in place and making sure that you have the habits and the rituals and the boundaries to maintain that momentum. So how do you actually do this? People are filling out a questionnaire online and you're giving them answers or is this done through video chat or, and you do this all over the country? How is it actually done? So I do this inside of a course, and I do it through Zoom. I think everybody's familiar with Zoom these days. <laughs> um, but yeah, we I host a course where people are able to watch videos, and then they're actually able to get live coaching. Because I don't believe, I mean, it's a little bit harder sometimes for people to see their own blind spots. And so that's my job, and that's where I come in and you know listen and really read between the lines of what people are saying, and then ask them the questions to gain that greater awareness. So is this a particular period of time, a certain number of weeks, or is this is a lifetime thing? How long does it typically take for people to get the results you're looking for? Well, Jordan, I, I actually think we should all be on this lifetime journey, right, of yes. uh, discovery. <laughs> However, uh, this particular course, it runs either in a three-month or a six-month segment. Um, I give people the option, and the six-month segment has a lot more personal coaching um, inside of the course, and then the three-month segment has, uh, you know, one session of coaching associated with each module. So you get you get me in both, <laughs> but the uh, the second one is a little more intensive. So basically, they're going through the video courses first, and then they're ending with a video session with you. Is that the way it works? That is correct. You know, or I'll mention, I mean, some people don't want to do courses. 
they just want to be coached directly. They want to be coached on, you know, one-on-one. And for those folks, uh, you know, I, I kind of distinguish people. There's the um, more like the tortoise and the hare. You know, some people literally want to get everything done as soon as possible. They just sort of have that that quick mentality, that quick mindset. And so, um, you know, I'll work with people however they need to be worked with. But I do think the course is a great accessible way to really start looking at your relationship with money. Now, you have a new course coming out at the end of this month. Tell me what that's about. Yeah, so this course is called the Aligned Wealth Blueprint. And this basically is, um, this is based off of my neuro alignment formula. And this is a process that I have spent years <laughs> formulating. And it really focuses people in on their vision and their thinking and their strategy. Now, as I mentioned, I think a lot of people want to jump straight into the strategy. They want the magic bullet, right? Just tell me where to invest my money. And so what I find is, is you know, you need a clear picture of what you're trying to achieve. Like you want to know what your retirement's going to look like. And so you need that clear picture. And yes, you want to have a strategy to implement, but what really gets in the way and really how they think about their self-worth, that really greatly impacts their net worth. And so if I can help people get out of their own way, then the strategy becomes much easier. And so that's really where the alignment comes in. I want people to work smarter, not harder. What are the costs of the three-month and the six-month programs? So the three-month program is $997, and then the six-month program is $2997, but it's got a lot of intensive coaching in it. Um, and so that's the distinction between the two. Now, I will say, I mean, for someone that just wants to get started and just have a quick meeting, um, you know, this may not be for everyone. And it's, so if you want to have a phone call and see if this is a good fit, um, you know, there's that possibility as well. But this is really designed for people that know they are getting in their own way. They are not moving forward um, I'll say responsibly with their money and they're ready for a change. And I, you know, I've listened to several of your shows and, you know, we know the impact and how that compounds when you make that $500 decision, that thousand dollar decision, you know, month over month over month, you know, that really adds up over time. And so my goal is to help people start harnessing the power of their subconscious mind so they're not making um, those financial missteps and they can compound their energy and their money in a positive way instead of a negative way. What is uh, the role of neuroscience in all this? You're, you know a lot about neuroscience. How does I do. that understanding? How, how does that <laughs> play into it? Yeah, so, well, I'll just start by saying that my corporate career, so I had 18 years in the pharma world, and all of my training was focused in the neuroscience sector, and so I spent my time hanging out with neurologists, talking about the brain, and I just really developed a fascination for the brain and how it works and how so much of what we do happens on autopilot. And so I definitely wanted to bring that into, uh, you know, my coaching space. And, you know, I don't know if you're aware, but, you know, a lot of the coaches, when they talk about money or they talk about abundance and there's talk of manifestation, and, you know, I, I think that spiritual side of money, I like it and I do believe in it and it sounds good, 
But just because of my background, I also needed to have that anchor in the science of money and, you know, how we think, how we make decisions. And, you know, I like reading studies. (laughs) That's just sort of how I'm wired. I'm I'm a nerd that way. Um, And so, yeah, I really enjoy looking at, um, again, both that spiritual and the science of money. But where the science comes in is, you know, how do we make decisions? What part of our brain is making the decision? And so when you start to look at, you know, your subconscious and how it works on autopilot and how basically it creates like a software program, right? And so you want to upgrade your software because if you're, you know, working off of an old program, you're going to keep getting the same results. And that's what I find, right, is people, they want new results. They want bigger results. They want to show up more boldly, but nothing has changed about them or the way they think or the way they make decisions. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Amy Westbrook. Uh, She's a certified life coach and professional wealth coach. You can find out more about her and her work at amywestbrook.com. We'll be back from a word from our sponsor on earning a passive income. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet, it's gonna be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is gonna be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Amy Westbrook. She's a certified life coach and professional wealth coach. She has several uh, programs to help you do better with your money. One of them is called the Smart Money Breakthrough Course. You can find out more at her website, amywestbrook.com. Welcome back to the show, Amy. Thanks for having me. So you think traditional money advice, in many cases, can cause more harm than good. Uh, How does that work? Well, for a couple of reasons. First off, um, 
you know, I, I believe that a lot of people are out there giving one size fits all advice. And I don't know that that works for every single person. And unfortunately, when people are giving that advice, uh, you know, I do find that it comes with a lot of, I'll call it finger wagging, <laughs> for lack of a better term, where you know, people are telling you what you should do. And if you don't do it, you know, God, you're an idiot if you don't do that. And rather than helping someone, I actually think it harms. I mean, it just adds to the shame that you have around, you know, what you aren't doing with your money. Um, you know, there's a judgment that's there. And so rather than take action, I actually think it stops people from taking action. Or they're spurred into doing something that they don't understand and they're, they're making, um, I'll call it mistakes, you know, when they're trying to invest. Like they're trying to invest in a particular stock because their cousin invested in that stock. And I just, I don't think that that's the right method. I also see that, you know, we're told that you know, we should be doing SMART goals. And I believe that if SMART goals worked for everyone, everyone would be a millionaire. <laughs> but I just, I don't think that some of those systems that we've been told traditionally work um, really do actually work for people. I, I don't think that they're designed around the way that people really think. So what is a better way for a money advisor to deal with somebody instead of shame, blame, and judgment? Right. Well, and I think it's just understanding why someone has made that decision and not admonishing them for, you know, what they've done. But it, yeah, if I were working with a money advisor, I would want somebody to, first of all, be patient and be willing to answer questions. Um, yeah, that was sort of my litmus test when I was looking for people to partner with uh, because I get that question, right? Is, you know, well, who should I work with, Amy? Uh, and I wanted to refer them to people that I knew were patient, were willing to answer questions, were willing to understand, um, you know, where the question was coming from. And that at the end of the day, you know, that question was there because they had some fear or they had a little bit of anxiety and this advisor would be willing to then work with them around that. So many advisors today only want to deal with wealthy people, the top five, maybe 10% of the population, the remaining 80% or so have pretty much no financial advice of any significant amount because they don't have enough money, they can't generate enough fees or commissions. What are right. people in the broad middle who don't have enough money to get fancy financial advice supposed to do? <laughs> well, uh, first off, I mean, I do think that you can educate yourself. Uh, that was something that I did when I was 30 and just kind of a funny story. My father, he gave me some financial advice right after I got out of grad school and it was written in a letter and it said, you know, Amy, you're making good money now. Don't be stupid with your money. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but what does that mean? Um, you know, funny enough, I graduated with an MBA, but what they don't give you is personal financial yeah. education. Right? right. And right. so, yeah, I, I had that moment where I was like, gosh, I was making good money. And yes, I was socking money away into my 401k um, and my IRA. But I, I was, am I doing the right thing? And so for me, I just went on a personal journey of educating myself um, to know how to invest, what to invest. I taught myself how to evaluate and buy real estate, how to purchase rental homes and become a landlord. I think Again, if you can get out of your own way, meaning if you can really start to harness, you know, your thinking and not let your the negative emotions take over, the fear take over, you can start to teach yourself 
um, how to jump in and do some of this yourself. I don't think just because you don't have access to an elite advisor that, you know, sorry, you're SOL. I, I, you know, I just don't believe that. I no. believe that you can do it on your own. Why is money so hard to talk about? Uh, people consider it taboo in many cases, but what is the kind of emotional baggage that comes with talking about money? Well, obviously shame. And <clears throat> shame is, you know, really one of the most negative energetic places that we can work from because at some point we've all made a mistake with money we've invested in something that was just a real stinker right like we lost a lot of money on it um, or we trusted someone with money but at the end of the day if, if think about it you're at a dinner party we tie our worth our self-worth the value that we bring to the world the way that we're defining that typically is by our job title or how much money we're making. And so when we don't have that money, or if we don't have that expensive car, we think that reflects on who we are as a person. Now this is not everybody across the board, but this is a pretty high percentage of the population. And you know, we have our, our marketing companies to thank us for that, and social media to thank for that. I mean, we see people out there driving their Mercedes, and you think to yourself, gosh, I don't drive a Mercedes. What does that say about me? So particularly right now, you're saying there must be a huge hit to people's self-worth when they had good jobs and things are going well and then kind of out of the blue, this virus kind of blew them away and now they're unemployed and food lines and so on. That, that must have caused a huge hit to people's self-worth. Oh, 100%. And, you know, think about it. You know, somebody, if you would have told them in, say, December, you know what, in three months, four months, you're not going to have a job and you're going to be standing in a line to get food. They probably wouldn't have believed you. It just seems so far out of the realm of their possibility. And so, yeah, people are being faced right now um, in a very unique, unprecedented time. And again, like I said, I, I do believe that people tie their worth to that job title. I mean, you've got some people that had some very nice, cushy jobs. And, you know, because they had that source of income, um, they weren't all that concerned with saving. Uh, you have people that were spending a lot. They have a lot of debts. And, you know, unfortunately, they didn't have those reserves when they lost their jobs. But unfortunately, all those debt obligations are still there. So they're really feeling the pinch. So how do you recover in your self-worth? If you say your self-worth is not your net worth, even though people think of it that way, and your right. net worth has taken a major hit here, how do you recover from that and getting your self-work back up to what it was, even though your net worth has plummeted? Right. Well, and at the end of the day, it's kind of what you just said. I mean, you do have to realize that you are not your net worth. You are not your circumstances. You are not your results. And so you do have to separate yourself. I mean, who you are as a being, as a person, is not a number that you have in the bank. Those are two completely separate things. But we've been taught that those two things go together. And so where I would challenge people is to start separating out the number from, you know, who you are as a person. Yeah. Now, you're saying that normally it's a good idea to listen to your gut, but there are some places where it's not good to listen to your gut on financial matters. What is that? Well, our brain, think about it, money is actually a relatively new construct. So money, including bartering, is only about 6,000 years old. 
which I know that seems like a long time, but in the history of evolution, it's literally just a drop in the bucket. And so we don't have that particular you know, place, that corner of the brain that synthesizes money. Instead, money is viewed more generally as risk and reward. It's viewed like shelter. It's viewed like food. And so our brain um, tends to look at it in that way. And so, you know, yes, listen to your gut if, you know, somebody's kind of creepy or, you know, let's say you're meeting with a financial advisor and they're not answering any of their your questions and, you know, they're, they're, um, you're just not really connecting with that person. Everything in your gut is saying this is not going to be maybe the best relationship for you and you should move on to the next interview uh, with your next advisor. Listen to your gut in those places. But with your um, finances, unfortunately, our fight or flight response is often triggered um, erroneously. And so uh, when our, our brain is saying run, we shouldn't necessarily run. And this is why, you know, for example, you know, we know we're supposed to buy stocks low and sell high, but this is why we do the exact opposite. <laughs> we buy when they're high because it seems safe and then we sell low because <laughs> uh, we're like danger, you know, this is where we need to run away. <laughs> yeah, there's a big, big psychology about that. What are some yeah. of the most common money mistakes you're seeing people making these days? Um. You know, especially as a life coach, I think I want to kind of focus in on that area is I don't see that people are spending in um, really in accordance with their values. For example, you know, I, I'll sit down with somebody, we'll go through a you know a values exercise and they tell me that health is really important to them. And then I'm looking at their spending and I'm like, you spend a lot of money out on eating out, um, you know there seems to be a disconnect here. And so that's what I'm finding is that people are sort of spending absent-mindedly. They're not really spending in accordance with the person that they want to be. Um, you know, a lot of people say that they want to spend in, um, you know, donations, you know, be able to make more donations, but they're not doing it. They have the money to do it, but they're not doing it. So that's what is the one reason thing. for that disconnect? If they say they're going to do it, why are they yeah. not actually doing it? I, I just, at the end of the day, I think that people really don't know what they value. I, I think it's as simple as that. Um, it's not often that people sit down and come up with a list of the five things um, that they really value most. So and that's something you that's, can help them do, is you can help them oh, hone what their values are. Absolutely. And that is one of the first things that we do, because I have to know what people value, uh, because that informs their decision making. And again, I think that's why it's kind of nice to have a coach, because instead of this one size fits all advice, I'm actually looking at what you value. And let's tailor your spending and your saving and your future around what you say is important, not what I say is important, but what you feel is important. Yeah, very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Amy Westbrook. She's a certified life coach, professional wealth coach, has several courses about personal finance. Uh, one of them is called The Smart Money Breakthrough. Another one that's coming out soon uh, is The uh, Wellness Blueprint, The Align uh, Wellness Blueprint. You can find out more at her website, amywestbrook.com. We'll be back after this. If you're a business owner, chances are you're reevaluating the way you do business now amidst the coronavirus pandemic. 
Establishing an online presence is not optional, it's mandatory if you're going to survive. Pivoting quickly is hard enough, but finding the people to make it happen can seem like a full-time job. Fiverr's freelancing platform helps you find the right talent to build your online presence fast. Finding the right freelancer can be time-consuming and frustrating, not to mention expensive. There are so many factors, like how much it will cost, how you can be sure they're going to be delivering. Fiverr helps you hire freelancers with proven track records and clear pricing so you're never in the dark. Whether it's building your first website or designing social graphics to celebrate your years in business, Fiverr connects you with the talent you need to keep moving forward. I've used Fiverr several times, and the people I picked always have come through at very reasonable prices. Just recently, I found a website designer in Pakistan who is helping me put together a website from scratch that's going to accomplish exactly what I need. I find a photographer in New York who is very professional and took a bunch of pictures of me that I'm now using on my website. Fiverr connects businesses with freelancers offering hundreds of digital services. That includes graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, voiceovers, and music. Find what you're looking for instantly. You can search by service, deadline, price, reviews, or more. You know exactly what you're paying for up front. No hourly rates or negotiating. Payment is released to the freelancer once you approve the work. Fiverr offers 24-7 customer service if you need help. They offer quality talent you can count on since sellers have worked with some of the most influential brands in the world, including Google, Netflix, and PayPal. Reviewer sellings and buyer feedback to select the right freelancer are right there based on your budget. Find your talent today at Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code ANSWERS. It's so easy. Find all the digital services you need in one place at fiverr.com and use the code ANSWERS. Again, that's fiverr.com, code ANSWERS. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Amy Westbrook. She's a certified life coach, professional wealth coach. You can find out more about her at her website, amywestbrook.com. Welcome back to the show, Amy. Thank you. Our theme is why it's becoming rich is so tricky. So we've talked about this a little bit, but why is it so tricky to become rich? And why aren't more people rich if they're having these mental blocks? Right. Well, and I think it stems from a couple of things. I mean, one, I don't think people understand what rich looks like to them. And that's really one of the main areas that I focus on is developing um, a more holistic version of wealth, meaning not only is it the money that you create, but it's also your relationships, it's your health. And so I believe that if we took the time to develop a more holistic version of wealth, we would find people probably, you know, checking that box of feeling wealthier because they actually knew what they were trying to chase, what they were going after. I mean, I've personally seen that with people, um, you know, they make a lot of money and I ask them that question, you know, well, how much is enough? And they look at me like I'm crazy <laughs> because I honestly believe they they don't know their numbers. They don't know how much enough is. They don't know how much it takes to live. Um, yeah, and they just, they have that, I'll say sort of an emptiness as well. And they're filling that void with money. And so, you know, because they don't know how to fill it in other places, they're going out and they're just earning. And again, there's no stopping point. There's no end point. Yeah. Why do people struggle to break through to new income levels? They seem to be plateauing in many cases. What is right. it that stops them from moving on to the next income level? Right. Well, I think that most people have this internal thermostat of how much money they should earn, how much money it's okay to earn. Because, again, that goes back to not only beliefs, and this is something that we haven't really talked about, is I believe that there's a couple of layers to this internal thinking. And first of all, you know, there's mindset, right? And we hear a lot about mindset. And mindset to me is really, you know, it's it, you have a positive mindset. It's just sort of a way of thinking, right? If it's positive, negative. And below that are the beliefs. And, you know, I think this is where you know, a lot of people find themselves and maybe they've heard a little bit about the beliefs and, you know, where they get stuck. But I believe even deeper than that is this layer that I like to call identity. And this is your self-concept. And, you know, inside of that self-concept, we sort of see our per- ourselves as this person, um, you know, that can or cannot, you know, make a certain amount of money. And, you know, when you start to make more than what feels comfortable from, say, you know, where you came from, right, your neighborhood. And, you know, your mom might have said, you know, people like us don't, don't make, you know, a lot of money or people like us don't need those wealthy things like those fancy cars. And, you know, perhaps everybody in the neighborhood look down on that. And so when you start to have that breakthrough success, you know, it's only natural that all of a sudden it's really not aligned with who you are as a person, you know, your history, your self-concept of who you are. And then that identity supports those beliefs. And those beliefs are, um, you know, for a lot of folks, let's think about it, you know, What's one of them? Um, you know, you can either be wealthy or happy. 
you know, yeah, if, not both. You a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you if you had a parent that said that, well, gosh, I want happiness, so I'm going to avoid wealth. <laughs> and so, yeah, we are just uh, wired. And again, it goes back to that wiring inside of our brain to feel a comfort zone at a certain level. And you know, this really speaks to those lottery winners, right? Yeah. Um, they are thrown into the stratosphere, into a really out of their comfort zone, and that's why they spend it and do everything they can to repel that money. And we all tell ourselves, well, if I won the lottery, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and maybe you wouldn't, uh, but a lot of people don't understand what it's like until you are thrown into that next level, and it it works the same with income. I mean, there's just a certain level of income that you're comfortable with, and you you see that with salespeople, right? Is you know they set a goal of $120,000, and they'll make $119,999. We're just we wire ourselves. Yeah. How about people like athletes, or rock stars, or people who maybe came from poor backgrounds, and right. all of a sudden have huge amounts of money? They're not psychically able to handle it, and many times after their careers are over. They go broke again. What can right. be help, helped and what can we learn from somebody going through that situation? Right. And that's the same bucket as the lottery winners. And, you know, we talked earlier about your self-worth, who you are as a person. We tie that to our income and our things. And so, you know, you see people buy, people buy a really nice car, a $250,000 car. They buy a $10 million home. And so through consumption and showing off that consumption, they are trying to demonstrate their self-worth. And so, yeah, unfortunately, you know, again, people don't have the financial literacy as well because they weren't taught, you know, as a kids uh, about financial literacy. Um and because of the self-worth issue, they are out there just spending away and they don't have the skills to invest it. Or, you know, I'll also say they don't have somebody around them that can give them the advice of, gosh, you know, if you could just tuck a little bit away. Because <laughs> um, we are essentially um, who we hang out with when it comes to our net worth. I mean, they've, they've demonstrated well, that. A lot of these athletes do get financial advisors around them. A lot of because financial advisors are really interested and somebody that has a lot of money like that, but it often doesn't right. end well. The financial advisor does well, but the athlete often does not. Right. Well, exactly. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, and this is what I, you know, there is absolutely a place for financial advisors. And if you need a financial advisor, you should get one that's a good fit for you. But I also think that you cannot wholeheartedly turn all of the decisions over to your financial advisor. You, you know, still need to keep, a stake um, in the decision-making process. And, you know, I think a good financial advisor is going to ask you the right questions and is going to want your input. Um, and that's, I mean, I do think that unfortunately there are some, I mean, in every industry, uh, there are some unscrupulous advisors out there that will take advantage of people that have a lot of money. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, at the end of the day too, it is that person's money and it is their money to spend and a lot of times they just spend it. <laughs> so, you know, you, you can't always blame it on the advisor. <laughs> you say that people have a mindset of kind of work hard mindset or what you call the hustler mindset, but that can yeah. often be self-destructive. What is bad about thinking you're a hard worker or a hustler? Right. Well, I do think that, and again, this is one of those thinking traps that people find themselves in. And, you know, people have that thinking trap because they've been taught 
that in order to earn the income, in order to earn success, they have to work hard. And so they tend to make things harder than it has to be. And so, again, that's not really using uh, or working smarter. It's just working harder. And that goes back to that doing mindset that I mentioned that, you know, a lot of times we just want that magic bullet, um, you know, tell me what course to take. Tell me what I need to do. And again, it's a do uh, so I can make more money. But you got to back that up and ask yourself, you know, well, what is the thinking? And it's not always doing more. Maybe we need to do less. And I see this a lot with entrepreneurs uh, that are struggling to get some momentum. And so instead of really refining their product offering or their services, they start adding in more and more and more things. And so they're working harder than ever and they are spread so thin. And so their resources really are not strategically aligned. And, um, you know, I consider those resources to not only be your time and your money, but also your energy. I mean, energy, I believe, is probably your most important resource, even more so than energy or even more so than time and money. Call yourself the money mojo coach. What do you mean by money mojo and how can you help improve their money mojo? Right. So money mojo, it's a concept that I came up with um, because, again, it's something that I saw that was missing for a lot of people. Money mojo is that state of being confident around your money, uh, knowing what your own secret sauce is. And so you're able to deliver more value and therefore earn more money in the marketplace. It's being very confident um, in your self-worth. It's being empowered, knowing um, that you know how to make good decisions. Again, not just with money, but in every area of your life. When you have all of those things really working and firing on all cylinders, that's when you start to see a lot of momentum. And again, that's when I say you develop your money mojo. We're going to take another break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Amy Westbrook. She is a certified life coach and professional wealth coach. You can find out more about her at her website, amywestbrook.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Amy Westbrook, a certified life coach, professional wealth coach, 
Uh, she provides various courses. Uh, one of them is called the Smart Money Breakthrough Course, and another one called uh, Aligned Wealth Blueprint. Uh, you can find out more at her website, amywestbrook.com. Welcome back to the show, Amy. Thank you. Give us an example. Say one example of something that comes to mind, maybe even a couple. And they came to you, talk about the process, and how did things change when they went through the process? Sure. Well, uh, you know, starting with values, because I said that I often start people um, with looking at their values and kind of what's going on. Um, I actually have quote coached quite a few couples where you know they come to me, they're fighting about money, they just can't seem to disagree or agree on a budget, um, you know where they're spending their money. And so one of the very first things that I do is I have them sit down and I have them each do a values exercise, and then I bring them together to create a family version of the values exercise. And inside of that family version, we start to create agreements of how and where we're going to spend the money. And so it's really a negotiation. And I think that's where people sort of get bent out of shape with money, right? Is it feels like one person is spending too much here, one person's not participating in the budgeting. Um, and so this just really puts a couple on the same page around their money. And again, it's a simple exercise with values. Only after that do we actually work on the budget. So that's one example of values. And I can give you another one that's like okay. a, a singular right. person. Um, I was actually coaching a man who had a tremendous amount of debt, but this guy had some pretty big goals as well. But when we were walking through his values, and again, looking at where he was spending his money, it was just pretty apparent that he wasn't spending in alignment with those values. And it was funny because he took a break from the coaching. And I thought, gosh, you know, is he going to come back? <laughs> and he came back. And in that time, I mean, it had only been about six months. He had paid off about $30,000 of student loan debt. And he had saved about $20,000 towards um, a down payment on a home. So he basically just took that values exercise and made tremendous shifts in his um, his spending and his saving. Um, and it was really taking him towards that direction, finally, that he wanted to take his life. You deal with a lot of women particularly. What issues do women have about money that may be different from those around men? You know, I don't know if the differences are all that much, but I think there's a perception that they're different. Um, and I'll just kind of note that, like, I've had men approach me and say, you know, I don't feel like I can go into my circle with other men and admit that I, you know, don't understand a lot of these things about money, that I have low self-worth. Um, they, they don't really want to bring that up inside of their circle. I think the difference is, is, you know, women were probably a little more willing to talk about it. But socially, women have been conditioned that men just, you know, sort of handle the investment portion of the money. Now, most homes, um, women run the budgets. You know, they kind of make those purchasing, those smaller purchasing decisions. But when it comes to like the long-term big picture stuff, men just traditionally have just been automatically handed that role. And so what I see is women now are saying, I'm ready to take that role back. And I want to understand investments. I want to understand how money works. I want to understand how I work. <laughs> um, 
they've just been so conditioned to not take on that role of money that um, their brains, you know, aren't even really wrapped around that concept of risk and reward. Yeah. You've written a lot about the work-life balance situation, particularly as it relates to women, but everybody. How can people achieve a correct work-life balance, particularly in these times when you're often working from home and it's a lot easier to work way beyond nine to five? Right, right. Gosh, that is such a good question. Um, and it is something that I like talking about because I do believe um, you know, that people can achieve a work-life balance. But what I think people are trying to do is achieve something more equivalent to, say, equilibrium. And that's where the guilt comes in of, gosh, you know, I'm not giving enough time to my family or I'm not giving enough time to my career right now. Um, Because, again, they're looking for that 50-50 split. So I think we just have to take that whole notion of equilibrium and just, you know, throw it away. We're we're not going to achieve equilibrium. It's not possible. Um, And instead, I actually like to shift people more towards looking at alignment, meaning that when you know what you value, you know what your vision is for your life, how you want to show up with your family, inside of your career, with your friends and your community, and start to align your money, your wealth, uh, your time, and your energy around how you say you want to show up in the world all of a sudden, your life feels in balance. So I really believe it's more a question of alignment versus balance in the, in the big picture. You've also said that sometimes when people come up with a proposal for doing a work, they get what you call a brain freeze. How <laughs> can they overcome a brain freeze? You know, and it's, it's one of those things, too. It seems counterintuitive, like when you're having that brain freeze or writer's block or, you know, you're... you're um, really inside of like a full-scale freakout, right? (laughs) Um, I think the opportunity is just to walk away from what you're doing. And so if you walk away, take a breather. So again, it's one of those things we're doing less can actually help you create more. So I think that that's, you know, one good way to overcome the brain freeze. And then the second thing is, is I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves around that. And so just reminding yourself that you are not that result. Um, and just, you know, take a breather. <laughs> that's probably, that's probably my best advice is to, instead of working harder towards something, walk away. Yeah. You also say people have a selfish myth, um, and that kind of hurts their ability to move forward because they're almost guilty about doing well. Right, right. And I, that goes back to that belief system and it really goes back to that identity level. That's that deeper level that I was talking about. Um, you know, we've got this level, you know, especially women, uh, you know, that we're supposed to give, 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 and that asking for help and receiving help is a sign of weakness or it's, it's uh, you know, we're not being woman, a woman, uh, if, you know, we can't step up and do this on our own. And so, yeah, I think that you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, have that mindset that I'm selfish. Uh, if I ask for more, if I want more wealth, you know, a lot of people have a lot of guilt around wanting nice things. They don't want to drive a nice car. The guilt is there around it. So it all stems back to the identity and the beliefs. We have about two minutes to go. Why don't you kind of sum up what difference it would make in people's lives to take the advice and do the kind of analysis you're talking about as opposed to not going through that process? 
<laughs> so I think that at the end of the day, I think we tell ourselves we are so busy, you know, we don't really know what wealth means to us and I don't have the time to look at it. But if I think you, you know, you can hit the pause button and really figure out what wealth means to you and not just money, the bigger definition of wealth, understand your patterns and how you're showing up. Because when you recognize that old thinking and those old patterns, all of a sudden you have the ability to start to transform those beliefs and that identity and that perception. And so you're actually able to expand your vision. This is where people start to play big in the world. This is where people become more consistent. They play more boldly. They get out of their own way. Um, And it's just living from a place of courage and confidence, that money mojo, instead of living and being uh, dictated by your fear, your stress, your anxiety. It's just overall a um, friendlier way to live. And this is what you've seen actually happen with your clients. This is not just theoretical. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to transform people then, huh? It is. Yeah, well, you can see when the lights start to go off. I mean, you really, it, that seeing those light bulb moments, that's what I get out of it. Terrific. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Amy Westbrook. She calls herself the Money Mojo Coach. She's a certified life coach and professional wealth coach. She has several programs, uh, one of them called the Smart Money Breakthrough Course, another one called the Aligned Wealth Blueprint that you can find out about at her website, amywestbrook.com. Thanks so much. You've given a lot of great ideas on the money as the show, Amy. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks again. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.